Welcome to the podcast of Scott Street MB Church. We hope you find this message inspiring and encouraging in your walk as a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning, church family. I am Rob. I am your pastor. That's a wonderful thing to say. A wonderful thing to say. We've been praying, and for months and months you've been praying, and, and God said that church family is important. You've got to move all the way from British Columbia. We want you. I want you there. And, uh, and we were praying, God, what do you want with us? And he, he brought us back east, and he said, here's a church family to love. Here's a church family that's important, and it's you. So I was brought here for you. You must be important. And you are important. And uh, I think we're gifts to one another. Amen? We're gifts to one another. A number of you have already just blown me away with your kindness. I had peaches this week. My goodness. Peaches. They were seconds, but they were great. We are a gift to one another, and I'm starting this week. I didn't start on Monday. Monday was a holiday. It was Labor Day. I started on Tuesday, and by Tuesday night, I hadn't got any of the things planned that I was going to do on Tuesday morning done, so I did started on Wednesday. Uh, Monday was Labor Day, and on Labor Day, we all have a holiday. It's a bit uh, antithetical, really. Um, Labor Day is a strange holiday in Canada. Um, we tend to do very little labor, as little as possible. Most working people have the day off of their labor. Um, we don't give Labor Day cards. We don't decorate our houses with Labor Day celebrations. We don't give Labor Day gifts. Do we? I was in Africa for a long time. Maybe something happened while I was away. Um, it's different things to different people, though. I've noted that to, you know, to, to hard-working people who are in the office every day, you know, on the factory floor, it might be a much-appreciated day off. I know for policemen and those who deal with alcohol-related issues, it's a tough day. Um, to many farmers, orchard workers, vineyard workers, it seemed like just another busy day around here on a lot of farms. For preachers, it's an opportunity to talk about work. And... Uh, And I'm going to bring you a bit of a story that God tells about work. God is not unfamiliar with work. He knows how to work. He made our universe. He made us. And Cassie, you are making someone right now in October. How does God make human beings? He makes them through us. It's a miracle, isn't it? It's a miracle. The Hebrew word for work Um, Six days you shall work, Exodus 34, uh, 21. Hebrew word is avoda. Say with me, avoda, avoda. And it means work, labor, but it also has a greater meaning. It means worship and service. Work, worship, service. The same word, avoda. Work, worship, service. All the same word in our Old Testament. It tells us this is part of God's design. His original design and desire for us is that our work, our worship, and our service would be a seamless way of of living. Work, worship, and service. Work is a very important part 
of God's will for us as people. And today we celebrate Startup Day at Scott Street. Looking forward to the fall, beginning many of our ministries and programs and groups and studies and quilting. I'm looking forward to quilting. In the coming months, some of us will be caring for children. Many of us will be making meals for the community, for one another, serving on boards and committees. Some will be teaching. Some will be cleaning. You'll be raising up young leaders, offering our skills in music and song. Thank you again, Matt and the team. The church is full. This church is full of incredible people. And and I'm just meeting you now. Gifted people. And each of us has an important role to play. I'm going to weave a story within the sermon story today. And the story comes from August 9th. The year was 1942. It was at the peak of World War II. And um, some of you were, were young people at that point. So 1942, the, the war started. And this was on August 9th. It didn't start. This happened on August 9th. About 2 in the morning, a young man by the name of Private Staples was on a ship that was torpedoed. And the blast hit the ship. And the concussion broke his legs and threw him off of his ship into the water. He swept overboard. He found himself floating in the ocean. And the only thing that could save him was a narrow, inflatable life belt with a little canister that filled it up with air. He managed to activate the belt with a simple trigger mechanism. I don't think they make them that way anymore. He was left floating and injured, unable to walk. His only hope was that another ship would come by in the midst of the war, in the middle of the ocean, that they would pluck him out of the ocean. Back to the sermon. God has always honored and provided us with work. Genesis 2.23, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he what? Rested from his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of, what was his work? Exactly, his work of creating all that he had done. Work of creating. Are we creators? Well, we create meals, we create quilts, we create art, and we create people. God is a worker himself. He knows how to work and he appreciates rest. He created the universe. He created us in his image. And he gave us work to do. I have a friend and author, Dr. Paul Stevens. I hope I can encourage him to come down here. Paul, he wrote a book called Liberating the Laity. And in it, he says that we are co-creators with God. That's our job. We're co-creators with God. Genesis 2.15, the Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work and take care of it. He put us in a garden to start. How many of us have gardens? How many of us, at one point or another in our lives, have grown things? Yeah, we're growers. It's in our DNA. The first job we had was to take care of the garden. From the beginning, God gave people work to do. When Jesus came to, work, came to earth, God honored work. Who were the first working people that God spoke to and told them that Jesus was coming? They were working in the fields, and they were... Shepherds. You ever met a shepherd? Shepherds are kind of funny people. I love shepherds, but they're out in the fields all day and all night, and they're taking care of their flocks. Sometimes they don't, they don't smell really good. 
you know, and they sometimes they're not, you know, highly educated, but they are important people, important enough that they were the first people that God told that his son was coming. I'd be proud to be a shepherd. Jesus knew how to work. He learned a trade. He was a carpenter. Mark 6, 3, the people uh, were in the synagogue and someone mentioned Jesus and they said, is this not the carpenter? Is this not the carpenter? The son of Mary, brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not these his sisters here with us? Isn't this Jesus the carpenter? Jesus wasn't always known as the Savior. Growing up, he was known as the carpenter. He worked with his hands in Joseph's carpenter shop. Many of us know how to use our hands. How many of you have worked in a carpenter shop? Put your hands high and be proud. Let's see all of those hands. Yes, you've worked. In, <laughs> some of you, your wives are helping to put their hands up. Be not ashamed. Be not ashamed. You have a very high calling as a carpenter. Um, Jesus worked with his father. How many of you, this is an even harder job, how many of you have worked with your father? Yes, I see those hands. How many of you, it's, we have a very high calling and we have a lot in common with Jesus. He knew how to work and he honored work. Jesus also chose six working men to be his disciples. What were their jobs? Peter, Andrew, James, and John, they were fishermen. Matthew was a tax collector. He worked for the government. Simon was a zealot, and a zealot is a type of politician. Fishermen, tax collectors, politicians. That leaves um, Philip, Bartholomew, uh, Thomas, Thaddeus, James, and Judas. We don't know what they did, but we can safely assume that they were, they were working, working men. Uh, Judas was the keeper of the finances. I suspect he had his CPA. Jesus called them from whatever labor they were doing to be fishers of men. To another calling, another job. Jesus told his disciples, Luke 10. It's an interesting scripture. When you enter the house, first say, peace to this house. I'm looking forward to being in your homes and saying, peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you. That's a command to me when I go to your houses. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give to you. I promise I will eat, and my first borscht dinner is coming up. And I'm looking forward to it. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. So what is that scripture saying? Jesus was saying he didn't want them going out and begging from house to house. Jesus expected his disciples to earn their keep and to work. And those who worked to welcome the disciples and to care for them. And they were supposed to eat and drink what they were made. There's a rumor out there that I'm a vegetarian. I'm not a vegetarian. I just can't eat meat. So when I come to your home, make a normal meal, and I will leave the meat to the side. I was in Africa, and I just about died. I had typhoid, malaria, and hepatitis at the same time. And I was dying, and they gave me heavy doses of antibiotics that did liver damage. So now when I eat meat, I, I get sick, or I turn yellow, and I get weak. And So 
If after a meal at your house I turn sick and get yellow, it's not your fault. But I will eat and drink that which I can. So why do so many people think that work is bad? Well, it comes from Adam. Really, Adam, Genesis 3.17. To Adam, God said, Because you ate the fruit from the tree which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, from dust you are, from dust you will return. Adam enjoyed tending the garden, the Garden of Eden, until sin entered in. And from that time, work has often been seen as as a result of sin, a necessary evil. Well, with the coming of Jesus, we move past the curse to the blessing. God now gives us work. It's called a vocation. He calls us to serve him in whatever we are doing. Work is no longer a curse. It is a blessing. Yeah. Let's go back to our story. Private Staples was in the water. His legs are broken. He's floating in the ocean. It's during the war. His ship was torpedoed, and his inflated belt is keeping him afloat in the dark. It was 2 a.m. when he got hit. It's 6 a.m. in the morning by this time, and he's been floating in the cold, cold water for four hours, and Private Staples is seen by a boat that's heading towards shore. The boat was afloat, but it was damaged. This is a true story. The captain stopped the ship, saved Private Staples, put him in the boat, and headed for shore with the hope of of grounding the ship up on shore. But it didn't make it. The ship was sinking too fast, and even though he gave his best, he couldn't make it to shore. So someone lifted Private Staples up with his broken legs and threw him over in the water. Again, he was in the ocean again with his broken legs and this inflatable belt still keeping him afloat. Incredible story. Back to the story in a minute. Ephesians 6, 5 says, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ doing the will of God from your heart. Verse 7, serve wholeheartedly, as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each of you for whatever good you do, whether you are slave or free. Well, it was a different day. We thank God that we are free. Amen? I I don't know if any of you have ever been slaves. Um, It's a different era. But the truth, the truth of Scripture remains. It is clear that God cares about how we work, how we serve. We work wholeheartedly. We work with our whole heart. We work for others because we know who we really serve. Alexander read a beautiful scripture this morning. Where's Alexander? Where is our, did he go downstairs? There he is, he's in the back. Well done, my young brother. Good scripture reading this morning. You read wholeheartedly. Isn't it lovely to see a young, strong, brilliant young man up here reading scripture? Did you know that you didn't read the scripture for us this morning? You read it for Christ. You read it for Jesus. He did. 
And he did a great job. So thank you, Alexander. God cares about how we read scripture. God cares about how we run our business. God cares about how we treat each other. He wants us to work well as a church family, to serve well together. The Christian cannot separate their business from their spiritual life. Our faith is expressed in our work. It's how we work. And to be honest and humble, we're the world's best workers. We are the world's best workers. Ephesians 4.28 says, Anyone who's been stealing must steal no longer, must, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. We don't work, brothers and sisters do. We, we, don't, we work, we don't steal. We do not steal. We serve and we help out so that we have something to share with our church and our community. Christians should be and are the best at what we do, whether we are teachers, administrators, carpenters, cell phone sales agents, florists, peach pickers, or drummers. Whatever we do, we should be the very best at it. Quickly back to our story. Private Staples is in the water for the second time. And another boat comes by. By this time, he's been in the water from 2 a.m. in the morning till noon that same day. Another boat comes by and picks him up. He's saved. He's finally safe. And for the first time, Private Staples closely examines his life belt. He takes it off. And there's a little tag on it. It says, Firestone Tire and Rubber Company. And on it, there's a number, a registration number. He tears the little tag off the belt, and he puts it in his Bible, where he could see it and thank God, because it was that belt that saved his life. That safety belt, that flotation device saved his life. Come back to the story to finish. As followers of Christ, we do our best for Christ and for others. It's how we see others. It's how we see life. We have in our hearts the best interest of others. We should not be honking at people on the road. It's that simple. We should be simple. We should, we should be kind. We have the best interest. Why are they not going fast? They must be having car troubles. They must be having car troubles. To drive that poorly, you must be having car troubles. Having, having lived in Toronto for a while, there's a lot of people with car troubles. We have the best interests of others at heart. We know that when we give a glass of water to a thirsty person, we are giving a glass of water to Christ. Colossians 3.22 It is the Lord we are serving. Brothers and sisters, we do more than is expected of us. We are the best teachers, Christian teachers, Because we don't simply teach the curriculum, we love our students and we teach for Christ. We don't just build houses, we build great houses that people proudly turn into their homes. Something I am going to do in two days. I bought a house and it's a beautiful house. And by next Sunday, I should have slept in that house one night. We will see. We're supposed to move in on Saturday. So if I look like 
I have sore muscles next Sunday morning, you're right. Because we're moving next week. When we build houses, we build great houses. When we bake bread, we don't just bake a loaf of bread. We give life and sustenance to those who are hungry. If you make a quilt, you make a beautiful, outstanding quilt. Yeah. Listen again to Colossians 23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. As working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as your reward. So there's a reward for doing a a good job. God loves it when we serve him well. He blesses us as we bless others in whatever we're doing. Here's a conclusion of our story with Private Staples. Private Staples is saved. He's gone to the hospital. They've, they've repaired his legs as best they can. He's shipped home. He's returned home to build his strength. And he tells the story of his, of his being saved to his mother. He asks her, you know, what, he's, what she's been doing while he has been overseas serving. She says, I've been working in a factory. He says, what factory? She says, I've been working for Firestone. Firestone. And he asked her, well, what did you do there? She says, I work in one of the divisions. I work in the flotation device division. She goes, I'm basically, I'm a, I'm a life belt inspector. And... Uh, He says, well, there's one life belt that was very important to me. And uh, on that life belt was a little little tag that I tore off. And he says, there's a little number on it. What is the, why would there be a number? And his mother said that the company insisted on personal responsibility and that the number was unique and assigned to only one inspector. So he says, hold on, Mom. He goes to his room and gets his Bible and pulls out this little ticket, this fabric ticket that was on his life jacket, and he shows her the ticket, and she says, that was my number. That was my number. Isn't that an incredible story? Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, we love our moms, don't we? We love our mom. That was a mother who did her job well. Little did she know that, that what she did would save her son's life. And some of you have already done stuff for me. Uh, I've had peaches and I've had tomatoes and I've had phone calls and and warm welcomes. And uh, every time you do that, I don't know if you know it, you save my life. Whatever we are doing, whether it's youth group or Bible study or quilting or lunch at Scott Street, whatever we are doing, let's do it well. It pays both in this life and in the life to come to do our best. How we live out our Christian life is expressed in how we work during our life. So let us not underestimate the importance of the small things we do for one another. If you are a student, if you started school, how many, how many people began class on Tuesday this week or, or starting classes again? College, university, school... Yeah, God bless you. Yeah, you are. Uh, uh, I've been a in. I've been in the university for so many years. I felt nervous, but I wasn't teaching this year. I'm with you, but I'm still all ready. If you are a student, be a student for Christ. Do your very best in your studies, as if you are studying for Christ, not just for a degree. 
If you are a mechanic, serve the Lord in how you repair a vehicle and serve your co-workers as Christ would serve them. If you are a farmer, may God bless your hands as you serve him and serve those that work alongside you on the farm. So in all that we do, may we bless God this fall. Let's be thankful for the health and the strength we have to work, to work well, to love one another, and to serve Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you that you have called us to work. We pray for the beginning of all of the, of the, the work that we will do here this year in the fall. For Bible studies, for quilting, for, for food given to the community and to one another. Father, for, for music, for study, for youth group, for Sunday school, for all that we do, we ask your blessing. Father, help us to give our very best for you and that we see each other, that we believe that the other is so important that our life depends on how we serve him. Bless our hands, our minds, and our hearts today in Christ's name. Amen. listening. For any questions about the message or to contact any of our pastors, please visit scottstreetchurch.ca.